Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I am your host, Samantha Gladish. If you are new here, I want to welcome you. I got lots of tags and comments and DMs over on Instagram from a lot of newbies who are just finding our podcast for the very first time. So that is really exciting. There are 106 episodes that you can go back and binge listen to, which is so amazing. And if you are an OG and you've been with me since the beginning, amazing. Thank you for sticking by and hanging out and tuning in every week. It means so, so much to connect with you. This is actually my third time re-recording this episode because my freaking cats are so busy in the background. Whether I lock them out or keep them in the office or whatever, they're just so busy and they're making so much noise. And for the third time, we're just going to roll with it. So if you hear any background noise, I really apologize because the cats are really busy today and climbing all kinds of things. They're opening the closet doors and climbing inside in the jackets and stuff like that. And they're just so freaking loud. So I apologize. So anyhow, let me introduce myself for all the newbies. I am Samantha Gladish. Yes, this is the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I've been running it now for about a year and a half. And like I said, we are 106 episodes in. I'm an online nutritionist, a weight loss coach, a hormone fixer-upper, and I also am a business mentor to wellness practitioners and online service providers, helping them grow, build, and scale an online business with our six-month mentorship business program. So really excited for that leg of our business as well. We do all kinds of fun stuff over here at Holistic Wellness. So I'm really grateful grateful for everybody being here and tuning in. It's so amazing to see this community grow and to be able to connect with you guys week after week. So today I'm really excited for our episode with Dr. Anna Kabeca. We are talking about hormones, menopause, and the keto green way. We're talking about keto and what it actually means to go keto and what dirty keto means and why the keto green way is going to be an incredible way to support your hormones, your energy, your brain health, and even to support weight loss. So as you may have experienced yourself, I know for myself I've experienced this, being in my mid-30s now, just turned 37 last week, your hormones, your health, it changes. I mean, I definitely know that I don't have that resiliency that I did back in my teens and my early 20s with my stress and my sleep or alcohol or sugar and all kinds of things, it impacts me in such a big way and I really feel the impacts of it. So I know I have to be really conscious of my self-care, how I move my body, not overdoing it. If I go a day or two without sleep and not having good sleep, man, I am tired. I don't really drink alcohol. I drink it very rarely, but even if I do, 
even then I feel really off and sluggish and I'll wake up the next day just like my face feeling really puffy and eyes feeling really puffy. So I know for myself, definitely as, you know, starting to age, I'm starting to feel it. And what I once did in my 20s no longer serves me now. So this is really part of the conversation that we're having today. You know, as we age, being really conscious about how we're taking care of our bodies and how we're taking care of our hormones and why the Keto Green Way is going to be a really great way to support your hormonal health and support your memory and your mood and your mojo and all of it. So Dr. Anna Kabeca is an internationally acclaimed menopause and sexual health expert, global speaker, and pioneering promoter of women's health, and she is lovingly known as the Girlfriend Doctor. She is Emory University trained and triple board certified as an OBGYN. She's an integrative medicine and anti-aging and regenerative medicine expert and is the author of the best-selling book, The Hormone Fix, a diet and holistic lifestyle program for menopausal women. And her newest release, Keto Green 16, is designed for improving energy, hormones, and rapid weight loss. So I know you are all going to love our episode today and definitely be sure to connect with Dr. Anna Kabeca over on Instagram at Dr. Anna Kabeca and tag me at Holistic Wellness Foodie. Let me know how you like today's episode. Let's dive in. Enjoy. Hello, Dr. Anna. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm equally excited to be here. This is so great. And before we dive in, can you share with our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, thanks. I am trained as a gynecologist and obstetrician. I went to an osteopathic medical school, so really have a holistic approach to my medical practice. And I was a National Health Service Corps scholar. So I ended up in Southeast Georgia in a small shrimping area called McIntosh County, and I now live on St. Simons Island. So I also really have just loved loved, love taking care of women, especially during times of transition, whether it's the menstrual transition, whether it's pregnancy, but especially when it comes to menopause. And so I am a menopause and sexual health expert. That is amazing. And so what led you in this direction of writing your most recent book, which is Keto Green 16? Oh, well, let me tell you, because it has, it's, there are many challenges that we face when we hit 40 and certainly 50 and beyond. And one is metabolism. When I was 48, I was undergoing a second menopause, so to speak. I was in this really big transition. At 39, I was diagnosed with early menopause and infertility. And then I reversed it, had a baby at 41. And, um, and then at 48, was amenorrheic. I was um, spiraling downwards. I was having hot flashes, mood swings, irritability, couldn't sleep, had worsening brain fog and memory loss. And I experienced what so many of my patients came in experiencing. My patients in perimenopause would often come in and say, Dr. Anna, I'm gaining 5, 10, 20 pounds and I'm not doing anything different. At first, I was like, really? You know, how could that be possible? (laughs) But when I was 48, (laughs) exactly, I gained 20 pounds and I wasn't doing anything different. I always say, God will make me humble. And I was really not doing anything different. So I I dug in and number one, um, 
I had been well over 240 pounds at one time and kept off 80 pounds for nearly a decade. And so that climbing scale, anyone who's lost weight and then starts to regain it and that scale starts moving, you're like, oh my God, when is this ever going to stop? You know, and that kind of struck me. And so I immediately went... um, on keto, I had recommended keto for many of my clients. Typically, we were always doing alkalinizing, detoxification, modified elimination diets in my medical practice. But I recalled when I put certain patients in the perimenopause or or menopause on keto, many of them would say, I don't like how I feel, or I feel like I'm hitting a wall and um, having trouble sleeping. And for me, it was, I would call it going keto crazy. So I started going really restricting carbs so I wouldn't gain the weight. And so I could lose the weight that I gained, but I just didn't like how I felt. I was irritable, Samantha. I was, you know, agitated. I felt like, you know, I call it keto crazy. Right. It's a good term. <laughs> yes. And so that took me on the journey to figure out, well, why did I feel this way? What was happening with my neurotransmitters? I'm a hormone expert. So the inner inner relationships between our neurotransmitters, our nervous system, and our hormones, what I call neuroendocrine system, is fascinating to me. So I was curious as to what was happening. So I did something just, I told my, what I always tell my patients, there was this aha moment. I just started checking my urine pH to see if I was acidic or not. I always had clients check for urine pH to make sure they're alkaline because I believe urine pH testing is another vital sign. And I was as acidic as the pH paper read. And again, anyone can do this at home. I highly recommend it. Get pH paper, check your urine anytime you go and see how your urine pH shifts over the day. We have to get alkaline and really work to stay seven or higher with urine pH, seven, 7.5 on average is perfect. And I was as acidic as the paper read. So for me, that was an aha moment. I said, no wonder I'm struggling. No wonder my nervous system feels fried and on edge. No wonder, right? Right. And and so that's what brought me into the keto green, my keto green way, or early I called it keto alkaline way, now termed keto green way. And yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Dug me out of the hole. And not only did I lose the 20 pounds really, really quickly, but more importantly, I have this piece that surpasses all understanding. So that it talks about in the Bible. So nothing in my external life had changed, right? My, I was burnt out from work, had been burnt out from work. I had a teenager in high school, a teenager in middle school, and a wee one at the beginning of elementary school, and a single mom and sole wage earner, and all that was crazy. But all of a sudden, I had a tremendous amount of peace. I felt great. I lost the weight. I had a clarity and focus. So I call it energized enlightenment. So this aspect of getting in ketosis, that's really important, getting into ketosis the healthy way and getting alkaline at the same time is is just a phenomenal, a phenomenal experience. And that is why I've been, you know, sharing this and sharing my keto green way with everyone I can because it really does transform our life. That is so great. And I just want to backtrack because I really commend you for being in the medical space, but really offering this holistic approach. I think that a lot of women, I know that a lot of women who are listening 
are really at odds when they go to their gyno and, and they're not getting that holistic support that they're looking for, or their doctor is looking at them like they have three heads. So I I really commend you and and appreciate that you know you you offer this very well rounded approach to supporting women's health and hormones. Oh, thank you. My I know I say I went to medical school and spent, you know, all those years in residency and hundreds of thousands of dollars to tell everyone that it's within your control. <laughs> it is absolutely within your control to optimize your health and to gain resilience and, you know, revitalize your body and be in optimal health. It is our birthright. It is our birthright. It is not a passage. A passage of time does not ensure that we have aches and pains and brain fog and memory loss and diabetes and, you know, and no sex. No, none of that, right? right? We can optimize our health for the long haul. And that's what is in our power. I like to say it's 90% in my patient's power, you know, so I can at least claim 10% of, <laughs> of um, <laughs> credit. <laughs> That's awesome. And so like, how did you get there? How did you get from this like medical training and, and come to this realization that you can use a, an integrative approach and holistic approach? How did you come to that? Yeah, it, it really is my own journey. It, you know, from transforming my life. So when I was 39 and diagnosed with early menopause and infertility, I basically, we were devastated, in, you know, as my husband at the time and I, and, you know, my family, and I, I took a year sabbatical from my medical practice, my doctor's bag was empty. And I traveled around the world, we traveled around the world, and I met serendipitously with healers from Native American shaman to Andean philosophers to a energetic um, uh, quantum physicist in, in, in Brazil to some of the world's leading scientists and an Indonesian healing uh, healer that had studied based on generations, multiple generations of family. And these experiences I brought back into my medical practice. And, you know, that, that journey changed my life and changed the way I practice medicine to such a degree that, I mean, I'm a surgeon, I'm trained as a gynecologist and obstetrician. So I went from doing two to three surgeries per week to needing to do two to three per year. Wow. two to three major surgeries per year. And so it's a huge difference. And that's from things like incontinence, from endometriosis, from fibroids, from, you know, all the gynecologic complaints. I just have been fascinated by our body's ability to heal itself. And so the plan, my keto green plan incorporates, key, like I keep trying to get to the, the smallest, what are the smallest changes we can make that give us the fastest, longest lasting results. And so hence, um, now in this book, my first book is The Hormone Fix, and I teach key principles of getting keto green, as well as the major hormones that, that we modify. But I always say it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones. So that's part one. And then part two is, again, what's the quickest way in, in diet and lifestyle, just a really quick leveling up that we can do to start seeing fabulous results. And so Keto Green 16s is, is the next step. That's wonderful. Okay. So before we dive deeper into the Keto Green 16, I would love to know just your general thoughts on keto and what do you think is wrong with the keto world <laughs> in general? Well, 
I do love keto. I I do, but there is keto dirty. Yes. And there's keto clean, right. which is keto green. So one thing I I share is that I've lectured for amazing like KetoCon, which is a, a great uh, keto people from all over come together and the many different views. But one thing, you know, we really do consider the source of what we eat for the most part. But I've lectured there and, you know, I raised, you know, ask everyone and say, how many of you are doing keto? Basically, everyone raises their hands. I said, well, how many of you are testing your, either your urine or your blood or breath to see if you're in ketosis? Maybe 10% of the room test. And for me, that's a big, I am, I've been a researcher before med school. So I'm always testing, 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 testing. And so that's the first thing. And then I ask, how many of you have ever, ever checked urinary, urinary pH? And maybe a few will raise their hand, you know, less than, certainly less than 5%. And, and that's also a big red flag because, again, our urine pH is such a, an important marker for our health, just like our blood pressure, just like our pulse, just like our weight, you know, our temperature, all of that. Urine pH tells us a lot about what's going on with our body and our environment, and so, um, so one of the things with keto that you could do bacon, butter, Velveeta and hot dogs <laughs> right. and get into ketosis, right? And that's a really, I mean, that's not, obviously that's not healthy and that's an exaggeration. I don't think there's too many, although I have met some that they do that. It's like street side keto <laughs> and right. roadside keto, gas station keto. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so- yeah, drive through keto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For so sure. we know that's not right. We are what we eat, ate, as well as how they were treated and how they lived and how they died. Right. And that's really an important thing for omnivores like us to appreciate. In my Keto Green 16, I have an omnivore plan and I have a vegan vegetarian plan too that I also recommend at least a couple times a year to, to do that plan as well and give your body a break from all the animal meats. But it is there, you know, so in this in general, there's a real healthy way to do keto. Again, cho- choosing where and what we can um, consume and balancing it with the important nutrients that optimize our body's primary defense system, and that's our microbiome. Our gut, the trillions of bacteria that live in our gut or all throughout our body that are our first line of defense that keep us healthy, that fight off sickness, that improve our immune system, that are our defenders. Straight keto diets without fiber in them have been shown to decrease the health the, uh, the health of the gut, the decrease gut diversity, bacterial diversity as well. And that's an important factor. The more diverse our gut bacteria is, the more diverse species we have, the healthier and stronger and more resilient we are, as well as less diseases of aging, such as diabetes, heart disease, hypertension, Alzheimer's, cancer. All of those things can be associated with a a decreased diversity of our gut microbiome. So I find that to be amazing. So with Keto Green, we always think, okay, healthy fats, because our hormones are derived from fats. So we need those healthy fats. Healthy protein, good choice, picking good, clean sources, and fiber through dark green leafy vegetables and cruciferous vegetables, which have, you know, really key ingredients to help with hormone balancing. 
Amazing. Okay. I love how you explained all of that. So specifically for women over 40, how can keto be beneficial? And it's not just beneficial, it is essential. I really do believe this. Awesome. Okay, great. And so what do you, you know, hormonally speaking, how is it benefiting women over 40? I mean, we obviously know that hormones change as we sort of hit our mid 30s, mid to late 30s, um, more issues specifically with insulin and blood sugar, maybe declining estrogen. And so from a hormonal perspective, you know, how can keto really benefit women as, as we're aging? Yeah. Well, for a couple key factors. So my keto approach, getting into ketosis helps with insulin sensitivity. It certainly does. Now my keto green approach is different because not only are we eating healthy fats, but we're also doing intermittent fasting and we have the alkalinizing greens. So we are managing not just insulin and creating insulin sensitivity. I mean, even in a month, we had a client's hemoglobin A1C go from 6.0, drop down to 5.4, which is much more optimal. And where she was pre-diabetic before, even though she's a physician and she's integrative and her hormones are dialed in, right? That's why it takes more than hormones to fix her hormones. Following my Keto Green 16 plan, she had tremendous, a tremendous you know, rebound and improvement in her blood sugar levels, which we know the more optimal our blood sugar levels are, the decreased risk of cancer, Alzheimer's, diabetes, hypertension, and all of these other issues. So that's one thing. And the other part with the greens part and the alkalinizing factor of checking your urine pH, because urine pH testing doesn't just tell us, you know, if we have enough greens on board or micronutrients or alkalinizing foods, herbs, sprouts, you know, hydration, et cetera. There are many reasons that our urine will be alkaline and when it'll be acidic. But it also shows us how we're managing stress. That's why I say it's another vital sign. When we are stressed, we secrete cortisol, our fight and flight hormone responder, also adrenaline, but our fight and flight hormone, our anti-inflammatory hormone to help us act and interact in a very heightened state. Well, when we do secrete cortisol like that, we increase hydrogen ion secretion across the renal tubules, causing an acidic urine pH. So how great for us to use this information to do our Nancy Drew body detective work (laughs) and figuring out, okay, well, hmm, I'm I'm, I'm handling this situation. I'm stressed. I'm handling the situation in a very stressed or tense or whatever way, or I'm in, you know, understanding that we are the only one who can upset ourselves and we choose how to react shifts our physiology tremendously and can help us balance our cortisol. So that, you know, won't work against us, but can work for us. And with that, we have better balance of progesterone because cortisol is produced from progesterone. So when we are in the stress state, we're sucking our progesterone bucket dry, essentially. Right. And that's a really important thing to note because as we're going in through perimenopause and menopause, and this there's this time period I call neuroendocrine vulnerability. And this is between age 35 and 55. And so our progesterone levels are declining, estrogen's declining, and what's happening is our brain's ability to use glucose for fuel is also struggling. Now, this just blew my mind when I found this research out because it explained why I was experiencing brain fog and memory loss. 
And so if our brain is relying on glucose, which it will take preferentially, if it's relying on glucose for fuel, and because use of glucose for fuel in the brain is an estrogen-dependent process. Gluconeogenesis in the brain is an estrogen-dependent process. And so when our body is declining, not just estrogen, but progesterone, the precursor, we see this deficiency. We see this deficiency in the brain's ability to use glucose for fuel. So hence our brain's starving. My my memory was foggy because, you know, I, I you know, many of these things, even though hormones were dialed in, but when we switch to ketosis, that is not hormone-dependent process. So when I switched to go into ketosis, getting keto green, I had this clarity. I had this, you know, awareness. I had this, like the fog had lifted. My memory was back. I mean, let me tell you, seriously, Samantha, when I was 48 and I was struggling like, you know, a spiraling down, as I told you, I mean, I was having a hard time keeping it together. I was, you know, getting out of my clinical practice because I was burning out. I was spiraling down. I was a single mom to two teenage girls and a, and a young girl in elementary school and an older, oldest daughter with seizures. And I was, I was struck. I was near broke. I was financially living off my savings and I was struggling. And you know, I couldn't remember my kid's name, let alone, you know, would I have been able to write a book at that time. So since then, I created my online programs, recreated my online business, and wrote two now best-selling books. Amazing. Yeah. And that's why I'm shouting from the rooftops. I want everyone to get Keto Green, you know, definitely to just start incorporating these principles in their lives and just understand how powerful we are, how much power we have over our own body, mind, emotions, and relationships. That's so beautiful. And that's so fascinating too. So speaking of ketosis specifically, I know that there are a lot of women who probably avoid trying keto because they don't want to experience the keto flu. So two things, what does it mean to get into ketosis? And is there a way to avoid the keto flu? Yes, I'm going to start with the keto flu too, because that is something that we can totally bypass. And getting alkaline first, and then my programs and my books, I write about this and how to do this, but getting alkaline first, you will not get keto flu and certainly will not get keto crazy. So that I can guarantee you. So that's why that's really important. The reason we do is often mineral imbalance plus withdrawal symptoms. So, you know, easing into it, and I go through in both my books, like beginner, intermediate, and advanced ways to to get into what we need to do. And getting into ketosis is using fat for fuel. Like I said, is essential, especially those of us over 40 or any of us struggling with, you know, PMS, perimenopause issues, brain issues, diabetes, anything else. But getting in, and, and I understand there's, you know, there again, especially for women, there is a finesse, and this finesse is about the alkalinity component and getting into ketosis, not just through you know fats, but through intermittent fasting and no more snacking, exercising our autophagy muscle, exercising our insulin sensitivity muscles, and these things make a really big difference into how we get into ketosis. And plus, personally, you know, at 53 now with a 12-year-old, I want to be using my own fat for fuel as much as I can versus the fat that I eat. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Totally. As I'm sure most women do. Okay. So where 
does the importance of macros come in here? Because I also think that this can be really confusing. You know, what what do you recommend for this? Do you recommend that women absolutely track their macros? Is there a certain macro breakdown that you prefer? What does that look like? Yeah, actually, I created a keto calculator and that's at dranna.com forward slash keto calc. So like drana, D-R-A-N-N-A.com forward slash keto calc. And because there's, you know, I want people to see what your macros ballpark look like, as well as what a day being keto green looks like based on your body composition, your, you know, exercise level and your goals, right? Each of us is different. So my team helped me with finessing the details on this, and it's technologically very easy to take this quiz and find your, you know, your macros for the day. Now, I personally just, I could never count calories, did that in college for a while, you know, could never, you know, keep track, weighing food. That's just not, I'm a busy mom running a business. It's not how I work. And I'm, you know, so I am more about visual. And so the nice thing is that with that keto calc, you can get a visual look of what it looks like being keto green and also healthy fats versus just fats, right? So, so what healthy, you know, what are some healthy fats in a menu plan for you? And again, it, it depending on your goals, you're going to always want to fine tune and play, but many people are really surprised at how much um, healthy fats they can have in, in this plan and how much good quality food they can have and what that looks like and how satisfying and filling it can be for them. So that's the nice thing about the keto calculator and kind of looking, but in general, you know, we look anywhere between 65 to 75%, well, let's say 65 to 70% fat, you know, 20, 25% protein, 10% carbs or less. And that typically for us is about a 40 gram carb. And some of us can do more and some of us can do less. And that's where kind of fine tuning it for your own needs comes in and why we must test, not gas. So I created these urine test strips too, because I didn't want to have using different tests. I had a small kid in the house and I got all these, you know, things that I'm testing, blood sugar, urine, pH, urine ketones, all of these great things. And I, um, you know, was really, was really struggling. So I created these ketone and pH test straps. That's really, really great. I know that... Those can be really helpful for people because like you said, without testing, you're just guessing. And and I think that that can really give a lot of value and feedback for people as they're going through their keto journey. So those, those sound great. Okay. So intermittent fasting, you've mentioned this a few times, and I know that it's something you also focus on in your book. So can you tell us what the benefits of intermittent fasting are? Yes, absolutely. So the benefits of intermittent fasting are increasing insulin sensitivity, getting into autophagy, and decreasing inflammation. Those are the three key benefits of intermittent fasting. And it is really essential. It's like giving our body the chance to intelligently improve its own design. That's awesome. Now, is there a right way to do intermittent fasting? What would you suggest for somebody that is just starting out and who maybe thinks that there's no way they're going to be able to cut out, you know, their their morning smoothie or whatever that might look like and having to push their meals later in the day? What would you suggest for someone who's just starting out? Well, 
I would typically suggest like working, I mean, pretty much we can all do 12 hours, just start working on intermittent fasting. Right. What we know from scientific studies is that in 2016, Journal of the American Medical Association published a study looking at women with breast cancer and their risk of recurrence of breast cancer. And what they noted in the study that women who did intermittent fasting of at least 13 hours between, just even 13 hours between dinner and breakfast, most of that time spent sleeping, right? But just 13 hours had a significantly decreased risk of, a significantly decreased risk of, um, recurrent breast cancer, as well as a significantly lower hemoglobin A1C. So right there, that's enough for me. <laughs> that's, that's enough huge. information for me. And so yes. with Ketograin 16, I work people into 16-hour intermittent fasting. Now, also with, we're talking about ketosis, I do encourage metabolic flexibility. So you bump in and you bump out. And so I, I give instructions on this formula. Okay, great. So you mean bumping into ketosis and out. So what might that look for somebody? You know, if they're following your keto green plan during the week, they're definitely in ketosis. And then what does that look like to have that little bump out and to go back in? So I typically say 10% fasting, 80% keto green and 10% feasting. So that like, you know, sweet potatoes, like we just got organic blueberries here in Georgia. So they're prime picking. So blueberry desserts and how beautiful that is with a coconut cream. I mean, you're going to bump up your carbs, but what a great way to do it, right? So right. healthy, healthy carb bump. And women need that, I think, even more than men. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. We're just so much more hormonally sensitive. So I think that that's helpful. Now, in terms of intermittent fasting, during that fasting window, are there certain things that you allow during that time? Water, black coffee, what does that look like? Well, definitely, I typically will start my fasting, you know, my, with intermittent fasting, I always drink a tall glass of alkaline water when I wake up. I often the first thing I'll drink is a shot of my Mighty Maca Plus, my Mighty Maca Superfood combination. It has, you know, not even 10 calories. And it's a superfoods that help with alkalinization, detoxification, and, you know, help support our body's natural, you know, anti-inflammatory response. But definitely with detoxification because our body is doing all this work while we're in the fasting state overnight. And so hydrating and, you know, alkalinizing first thing is really important. So I tell clients to, you know, definitely hydrate and see what happens with their blood sugar. So using continuous glucose monitoring or check, checking their blood sugar. But what I found when I started using continuous glucose monitoring, so a device that actually just goes in my arm and it lasts for 14 days and you use your smartphone to read your you know, sugar levels, your interstitial sugar levels. That's how I've been biohacking all my recipes and myself <laughs> right. to uh, make sure that there's no spike in, in blood sugar based on the recipes. And so, you know, that helped me fine tune the recipes. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So something like that. Now, coffee for me increases my blood sugar 20, 30 points in the morning. Well, I know that. So I try to definitely avoid it until after I'm alkaline and have done my meditation, then I'll have my cup of coffee or I'll have it later in the day. Or, you know, when I, when I, definitely I'm taking a break if I'm just doing a water fast or something like that. There's, yeah, no coffee's the last 
you know, first thing to go. And you could do herbal teas and many clients do really well with that. And I think that's a nice way to work, especially herbal teas are often very alkalinizing and have some antioxidants. So that's a really nice way to do it. So there's a whole range of things that, you know, are, are permitted or not based on, you know, the type of fasting we're doing. Right. And that's so interesting with the coffee. Mm-hmm. Even if you're having black coffee, you find it has an impact? Exactly. Oh, yep. Black coffee, my black espresso coffee. And I was so surprised because I had no idea, you know, and, but I would um, find before I started continuous glucose monitoring, because I'd just done this over the past one year in writing Keto Green 16. But what I... Um, what I noticed was that like in checking urine pH and ketones, I knew coffee made me more acidic and coffee, you know, like sometimes I'd be out of, I'd be, had been fasting and I was in ketosis in the morning and then still fasting, but I've had my coffees and then I wasn't in ketosis. So it answered those conundrums. I mean, it actually pushed me out of ketosis sometimes. So that was pretty, that's pretty cool. I love the detective work, right? I'm all into it. Oh, totally. That's so interesting. I have one of those glucose monitors in our cupboards. I've got two, one for myself and one for my fiance. And they like stare at me every day. And I'm just like, I just got to use this. You will love it, Samantha. You totally will love it. It's it's very good information. Yeah. it's Especially, I mean, back in the day, I used to monitor just with like the finger prick, mm-hmm. but I know there's it's come a long way and there's so much more advancement. So I'm so excited to use that. And you're really encouraged me, <laughs> encouraging me to get on it. And um, just going back to the coffee, I think it's so interesting because, you know, it it definitely has an impact on your cortisol and your cortisol will have an impact on your insulin. So I just think that's fascinating because I'm sure that there are women listening thinking, but I just have black coffee. I don't even put sugar in it. How would that impact my blood sugar? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So you mentioned maca. This is a question I had for you. So I'm so glad you brought it up. I know you talk about it a lot and how it's so beneficial for hormones and overall health. And it's something that you use often in your smoothies. So can we just expand on maca and the benefits of it and why you recommend women use it? Yes. Yeah. So when I was on my journey and uh, around the world, I was in Peru and I met everywhere I went, I, you know, I said I was infertile. They say, if you're infertile, drink maca. If you're tired, drink maca. If your baby's not thriving, drink maca, you know, give her, give her maca. And then they would elbow my husband and say, it's the Peruvian Viagra, right? right? And I'm like, oh, of course I'm drinking maca at this point, but I needed to understand why, because number one, I couldn't stand the taste. So that's where I started combining it with other superfoods as I learned. And that's how Mighty Maca Plus, my formula, I've never used straight maca because I couldn't, you know, you know, other than the first first few times, I couldn't really, like I had this aversion reaction. So I just kept combining it because I looked at the research and maca is rich in arginine, which increases nitric oxide, which increases blood flow, which is exactly how Viagra works. So I thought, huh, that's interesting. And maca is very alkalinizing and it's adaptogenic. So whether you're in a high stress or burnout, it comes in and helps with that. And um, it has so many other really amazing ingredients, like now with the um, pandemic and coronavirus and the, the relationship with altitude sickness, maca grows only in the high regions of Peru. And the maca that I've used now for 10 years in my formula is from those high regions, organic kosher maca from you know, the 10,000 
feet above sea level, which is where most maca grows, the highest quality maca grows. And so um, it's been used for altitude sickness, which makes perfect sense right. and has antiviral activity. So I was like, oh gosh, it is really fabulous. Now I combined it with other things like cat's claw herb from Peru also, which is another very potent herb that helps fight inflammation. And um and turmeric and resveratrol and quercetin and green tea extract, all important for um, supporting our body's natural inflammatory response. Plus, you know, acerola and mangosteen, all these antioxidants, fiber and enzymes that I put in just as I, I researched and I understood. And I really do consider this formula. I mean, I say it's my healing journey in a canister. And the reason too is because not only did I come back pregnant from that journey, but I have so many mighty maca babies and <laughs> to, to um, be grateful for as well. I think the combination of the ingredients really helps. And maca in general has shown improvements in hot flashes, mood swings, sexual dysfunction. So again, I think because it is so alkalinizing, it is so adaptogenic, it really is a phenomenal, a phenomenal herb root. Yes, yes, it's a root. I'm so excited to hear that. And I know so many women are probably going to run out and go get themselves some maca and maybe their husbands too. But I've been using it for years and I and I love it. I think it's so fabulous. So thank you so much for all of your amazing knowledge today. Can you tell our listeners where they can grab your book when it's being released and all that good stuff? Yes, absolutely. So you can get my book at anywhere books are sold. So definitely support your local bookstores. And certainly I also have it on Kindle and Audible and at dranna.com, my website, dranna.com. There is also a book bonus page. So you can enter your receipt there at the book bonus page and get a bunch of additional, additional resources. That's so fantastic. Great. And then where can our audience find you and connect with you online outside of your, your website, of course? So Instagram, it's been super fun sharing Instagram stories and recipes. So usually at Dr. Anna Quebeca on Instagram and at Dr. Anna C on Facebook and in my Keto Green community on Facebook. That's so fantastic. Well, we will put all of that in our show notes so our audience can come and find you. And so excited to get my hands on your upcoming book. And I and I congratulate you. I know the process of writing a book. So congrats on book number two. That's really exciting. Thank you. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Take care. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. I really hope you enjoyed our episode with Dr. Anna Kabeca. Be sure to head on over to her website, drannakabeca.com and check out her newest book release, Keto Green 16, designed to improve your energy, your hormones, and support your weight loss goals. Dr. Anna and I have the same philosophy when it comes to nutrition and hormones and your health. It was so wonderful chatting and connecting with her today because I truly do believe in the optimization of your blood sugar and your insulin levels. And like I said earlier in in the intro, how resiliency sort of declines as we age and the importance of really mastering your hormones and your nutrition as you age to really optimize your health. So I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and you took away a lot of tips 
and tricks and strategies that you're going to implement into your own life. I would love to hear from you over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. And you can leave us a rating and a review on any podcast platform that you listen to us on. They mean so much to myself and my team. We love to see them. We love to read them. And we know that it means more women can find our episodes and our podcast and it will optimize and support their health and hormones and pass on the goodness. Share it with your friends and your family if you feel that anybody can benefit from our episode today. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a wonderful week and I'll chat with you all next week.